you so much for joining me today. Jesus, as usual, he has a word for us. He wants to teach us how to live in the kingdom of God so that we can represent him well here on the earth, show who he is, and be an attraction for him. When we live well and we're showing Jesus, we're showing others how good he is. And so today we're going to talk about how we are in charge of the enemy. He's not in charge of us. We have a real enemy, and as soon as you seek God to do his word, the enemy is going to try to get you to stop. So let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you for your goodness. We thank you and praise you that you only want good for us and that you want to teach us how to live in that goodness so that we can be ready to go for you, to represent you, and to stand before you that day. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. He's so good, and he's so in love with us, and he just wants to always be there for us. And, you know, when, when we're listening to the enemy, we can't even hear him. Jesus said in Luke 10, 19, Behold, I have given you authority and power to trample on serpents and scorpions and physical and mental strength and ability over the power that the enemy possesses, and nothing shall in any way harm you. That's a promise. Jesus living on the inside of us, giving us the power, giving us physical and mental strength and ability to overcome that pressure the enemy tries to put on you. Jesus said, if you don't understand this one thing, you won't understand anything. As soon as you hear the word, as soon as you hear the word of God, the enemy is going to come and try to steal it from you. And he does that with pressure, with oppression. He does that with oppression. He harasses you to try to get you to quit. So if you're believing God for to be healed from cancer, he's going to come with a lot of pressure to get you to quit believing God because he knows if you do believe God, you're going to get healed. Jesus said there's no truth in him, so he tells a lie. So the lie he's telling is all this pressure to get you to quit and give up so you won't get healed, so you won't be proving God's will is good and perfect. And the way to alleviate that pressure is to look at the word, to meditate on what Jesus said rather than on what the enemy said. If he tells you you're going to be sick, you're going to be broke, you're not going to make it, you can't take it, the opposite is true. If you meditate on the word of God, you can't do it without Jesus. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world, but you got to pull from his strength. You have to know the promises. You have to know the word of God. As soon as you start believing God, Jesus said, if you don't understand this, you, don't under you won't understand anything. As soon as you hear the word of God, the enemy is going to come and try to take the word from you. And he said, the reason he said, if you don't understand this, you won't understand anything, is because you're not going to know what's going on. You're not going to understand why it didn't happen. You have to have understanding. And the word of God gives us understanding. And you have to understand, as Jesus is saying, is you got to get this one principle. You got to know this one thing. It's not going to be easy. He's going to come against you. And, the, and that's in um, Mark chapter 4 starting, I believe, in 13, verse 13. And then Jesus tells about all the ways he tries to distract you from, from pursuing 
that word, that promise. You know, the disciples were asking Jesus the meaning of the parable. And so just to make the point is you got to ask Jesus. You can ask him what's going on, and he's going to tell you. I remember when my son, when he was real small, he was having a seizure. And I was just starting to learn God's way of doing. And I asked him what to do, and he said, bind the enemy. So it was the enemy that was causing that seizure. He didn't say run him to the hospital. He didn't say freak out, which is what we do without Jesus. But he said, bind the enemy, stop the enemy. He didn't say, oh, I'll stop him for you. He said, you do it. He didn't say to Paul, I'll take that thorn out of your side. He said, you do it. And Paul even recognized it was the enemy that came to buffet him. And God said, my grace is sufficient. You do it. And so much of the time we're expecting God to do something. And he's not going to do it because he gave us power and authority. Jesus left and he said, now you're going to do what I was doing. I've given you the keys to the kingdom. Yet we sit around waiting for him to do something, and he's waiting for us to do it. We have to do what Jesus was doing. It's a greater thing than just sitting around and just letting letting anything happen to us. Acts 10.38, Jesus was anointed by God with the Holy Spirit to go around doing good, healing all who were harassed and oppressed by God the enemy. That tells us so many things. Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit to go around doing good. If we're going to do his work, we're going to go around doing good. He said to heal and and, um, especially those, especially those who are harassed and oppressed by the enemy. You know, that that mental pressure that he puts on uh, makes you just about think you're crazy if you're going to sit there and let him. But you have to talk to him. You have to bind him. You have to tell him, no, I'm not listening to you. And instead, speak and think the word of God. Corinthians says to take captive every thought. Your warfare isn't against flesh and blood, but the spiritual darkness. Take captive every thought and make it on purpose. Think the word of God on purpose say the word of God. Get up every day and say what you want to happen. Don't just let him take over. Don't let him say you got cancer. You say, I don't have cancer. Don't let him say you're going to die. Say, I'm not going to die. I got a work to do. Jesus has something for me to do and I'm going to do it. Don't tell him that your kids are sick. Say, my kids are not sick. By his stripes, they were already healed. Know the promises of God and say them. Know the promises of God and say them. And then I want to point out in verse 24 of Mark 4, Jesus said, be careful what you hear. Pay attention to what you're listening to. If you just sit around and listen to the devil talk to you all day long, then you're going to start believing what he said. Because as a man thinks, so is he. And so if you don't stop those thoughts, who's going to do it? You got to do it. You got to stop those thoughts. You got to stand up and be strong in who you are. You got to put on your armor and say, No. God said, By his stripes, I am healed. And I believe that. And the enemy is going to come and say, Well, what if it isn't true? And you're going to say, I know it's true because God. 
promised it. Look at the word. I decide to believe the word. And not only that, when you start getting things under your belt, when you start seeing those promises come to happen, come to pass, they're happening because you believed them. He's not even going to be able to use that lie on you anymore. But in the beginning, he does that. He's like, what if God's not really real? What if he's not going to do it? And you just got to decide you're just going to believe it. And the more you hear the word, faith comes by hearing the word of God. The more you hear the word of God, the stronger your faith will be. The more you meditate on the fear, the stronger the fear will be, because fear and faith are opposed. So that's what Jesus is saying to us today. He's not your boss. I gave you power and authority over him. May I read that to you again? Luke 10, 19. Behold, I have given you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and physical and mental strength and ability over all the power the enemy possesses, and nothing shall in any way harm you. Nothing shall in any way harm you, but he comes to try to scare you. He does. I just am thinking of another thing to tell you. When my son was little, um, I used to have him brush with baking soda and peroxide, and he'd rinse that out, and one day he swallowed it. And this is right in the beginning when I used to call, Mom, what am I going to do? And I was on my way to do that, and the Holy Spirit stopped me and reminded me of the verse that said, you can drink something deadly and it won't harm you. And I believed that. So I didn't freak out. I didn't take him to the doctor. I just believed what the Spirit was saying to me. If you pay attention to him, he's going to pay attention to you. If you hear the word, you're going to have faith. If you don't hear the word, your faith is going to be lacking. And you're going to be begging God to do something God isn't going to do. And then you're going to think, well, I guess it wasn't his will. I guess he didn't like me as much as he liked Mary and all these other foolish thoughts. And the word says that, that if, if you don't think his thoughts, that you're going to be thinking foolish things. You're going to have theories and reasonings contrary to the word of God. And so our part is to know God, to think his thoughts, and to implement his will in our life so we can show him, so we can prove his will is good and perfect. He's so good to us. He's so in love with us, and he's given us everything he has so that we can have that abundant life. Jesus said, I have come that you may have life to the full until it overflows. And the enemy, he has come to still kill and destroy and the first thing he wants to steal from you is the word of God. Because when he has the word of God, he has it all. And when he has the word, in the beginning was the word, and the word is God, and God is the word. The word is God. So get that word and take it. On purpose, think it. On purpose, say it. And on purpose, believe it. That's what you need to do to be the boss. And don't let Satan tell you anything else. And you know how the demons ran from Jesus? When you know who you are, they're going to run from you. In fact, Peter says that they roam around. The enemy roams around like a roaring lion trying to find someone he can devour. And he can devour that one that doesn't owe him. That one that thinks they have to beg God. We don't have to beg God. He already made provision for us. All we have to do is receive it. 
Just receive it. Just say, I believe. I thank you that you meet my needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I thank you and praise you that by your stripes I am healed. That you want to take care of me. You even take care of the birds, so why wouldn't you want to take care of me? I'm not going to spend my life running around in circles trying to figure out what I'm going to eat and what I'm going to drink and what I'm going to wear when you're already doing that. He's so good. He's so in love with you. If you never asked him to come and live on the inside of you, do that. Do it now. He's coming, and you want to get right with him now. You want to show who he is. You want to be a part of his life to do his will. He's so, so very good. So Revelation 3.20 says that he's already knocking at the door of your heart. And if you would heed his voice, he would come and live on the inside of you. Romans says if you believe in your heart, that he gave his life, that God raised him from the dead. If you call on him, you will be saved. And so let's call on him. Let's heed his voice. Let's ask him now. Jesus, we're asking you to come and live on the inside of us and be our God. Help us to heed your voice. Help us to heed your voice. Help us to stay committed to you and to stand strong against the enemy. Help us. We can't do anything without you. We thank you and praise you, Lord. We thank you. We praise you. We give you all the glory in your name. And now you got to take your time. He's worth the time. If you don't spend time hearing the word, you're just going to quit and give up, and you're going to think foolishly of God. Romans says that. You're going to think foolishly of him because you didn't honor him and do his word, and you're going to start thinking silly, stupidly, things that aren't true because you're not connected with him. James says, if you lack wisdom, go to the giving God. He gives to all liberally without fault finding. He'll tell you what's going on. He'll tell you where you're missing it because he never misses it. So, if you said that prayer, I'd be so excited that you would let me know. Thank you so much for listening today, and God bless you.